Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Adala Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Facebook and Instagram or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's evangelist Adalis. We are opening this up as a time to give. I want you guys to turn with me to Luke 6.38. Luke 6.38. I'm going to read it in the Amplified today. And it says, give and it will be given to you. They will pour into your lap a good measure. Turn to your neighbor and say, good measure. Mm, that sounds good. Press down, shaken together, running over. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. Can you say amen? Welcome everybody that's watching from Faith TV. Jonathan wanted me to say hi to you. So this is me saying hi to you and that we haven't forgotten you and welcome. Hi, hi, everybody. Okay, so anyway, good measure. Say good measure. Press down. Shaken together, running over. This is a, a law just like gravity is a law. If I jump off of this balcony, I'm going to fall flat on my face. I don't need faith to understand these things. I can't fly, okay? I wish that I could, but that's just not where we are right now. We're subject to the law of gravity. And so when I come off that balcony, I am going to fall and probably break my ankles, right? And so this is a law in the kingdom of God. It is settled as a truth forever. What you sow and the measure of what you sow will come back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Anything. Turn to your neighbor and say anything. Yeah. Do you know why I'm so happy? Say why. Because I sow joy to other people. So I have a harvest full of joy heading my way. I can never be joyless unless somebody cuts me off in Boston, Massachusetts. But other than that, I've sown so much joy into other people. And so what, that, what happens then is there's a law in motion that because I did that, it comes back to me, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So whatever that might be, that's the law that's in motion. And that's the law we have to get acquainted with. Because a lot of times when it comes to our finances, a lot of us refuse to give God what belongs to him just because you're fearful that this might not work. But I want you to picture something. I want you to picture your pastor coming off that balcony and falling flat on her face. And as sure as day as that's going to happen, if I fall off of that balcony, that's as sure as what's going to happen to you if you sow with a faithful heart. Can you say amen? When you give of yourself, when you give anything, like quite literally this works in every aspect of your life. In fact, Mark Wabazuski, where are you? Stand up. Okay, that tall weirdo back there, <laughs> wave. This is my brother. That's okay. We go hunting. So he took me to go hunting. And I, you know, we, we, we ended up mounting the thing in the back of his truck and he made us pray about it. I was like, Mark, this is kind of like weird. And he's like, no, we're going to pray and we're going to thank God that this is, uh, you know, your portion that God did this because you know, God did this. So I was like, okay, all right. So I had to pray over my buck. And so after that, I sent a, a, a message to our, our chat group that we have. And I said, Mark, because you did this, and we literally had to pull this buck, and I'm not joking you, it must have been 200 pounds plus. Am I, am, if I'm lying, I'm dying. Mark, 200. So this, this guy, I mean, first of all, he's with me and my sister. We're complete space cadets. We have no idea what the heck we're doing. He ends up giving Mags a machete, and she just starts whacking things. And we're like, what are you whacking at? She just thought she was Rambo, so she's got a machete and she's doing one of these. And it was just, uh, you know, God bless him. So he's, you know, pulling out this big monster buck and I am useless. I'm like, I'm not doing this. How are you guys? Thanks for being here. I'm, I'm useless. I'm not, I, I can't pull this thing. 
And so he literally had to, a hundred yards maybe, drag this stupid thing uphill through the brush. And so I said, because you did that, I pray that you would get your dream buck. A 10 to 12 point buck belongs to you in Jesus' name. And the next week, he, he got one. Yeah. It's a law. It's a law. God met me right in the middle. He got an 11 point buck. But we're not going to show pictures because I'm a hater. Because I was happy about it, you know. But at the same time, I wasn't. So congratulations, Mark. We're happy for you. So by this, the, the standard of measure that you give, that's how God is going to bless you. So it works with the things that you sew. I've sewn so many watches and I have so many watches. Not today for some unknown reason, but I've sewn a watch and I receive watches. I've sewn shoes and I receive shoes. I have too many shoes. Yeah, I said that. Time, effort. I've poured myself into the children's ministry and all of a sudden I have a harvest of time. And now I've got, yesterday we flew in from Texas and there were six children all around me. <laughs> so that's, big, that's a law of sewing. So I sewn, you know, my time with the children and all of a sudden I'm just a magnet for all things children. Even on airplanes, which I don't approve of because they were crying the entire time. I almost paddled some, to be quite honest with you. So whatever measure you use, that's how God is going to bring it back to you. Press down, shaken together, and running over. Can you say amen? So don't withhold from God. This is a law like anything else. Can you say amen? If you want to give online, I want to encourage you to participate in this offering. Because the Lord has promised us in his word that whatever you sow, you will reap a huge bountiful harvest. Can you say amen? These are the ways to give in Jesus' name. You could give on Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, Facebook. You could text RT to 50155. Follow the prompts afterwards. If you need an envelope, ushers are ready to hand them to you. You can lift your hands up. If you want to give through the cryptocurrency, scan that QR card and give what's left of that account. And if you don't want to do any of those things, Faith TV, go to P.O. Box 7 Prosperity PA 15329. You could also give on our website, revivaltoday.com forward slash give. And I want to encourage you to sow consistently. Turn to your neighbor and say consistency. Say it a little bit more creepier. Consistency. Wow. <laughs> you got the assignment there. Consistency is key. A consistent seed is a consistent harvest. Can you say amen? Once you're ready, I want the musicians to play something happy as our people give cheerfully. And you uh, can get up on your feet, ushers. In the moments to come, I'd like for you to collect the offering plates in Jesus' name.
Father, in the name of Jesus, we receive every word spoken here today because we know it's your word. It's not what I have to say. It's what you have to say based out of the word. And so, Father, I pray that every person be imparted this revelation of truth forever changing their lives in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. amen. You may be seated. So in this hunter's uh, service, I thought it would be good to talk about Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is in just a couple days. And then I just bored myself and I was like, forget it. I'm not doing a Thanksgiving message. So sorry. So what I did, uh, what was really on my heart was things every Christian must know about themselves. So if you have a notebook Pull out your phones, but don't be texting nobody, okay? Pull out your phones, and, and I want you to just have this be imparted into your spirit because this is why there's frustration in the body of Christ. And if you get this, you will never be the same. I'm not trying to hype this up, and I'm not trying to say, like, you're in for the best sermon of your life. I'm not saying that, but I'm also not not saying that. Okay, because this is a truth that I wish to God, if I could sit with every one of you, I wish to God that every one of you would be familiar with what I'm telling you here today. Because a lot of times what we face as Christians is there's just too many outs. There's too many outs in Christianity. There's too many weak Christians in the body of Christ. If you're visiting, I love you. I love you so much. Stay with me for a second. Okay, because if you know me, you know that I like to step on your toes and make you uncomfortable because really that's the only way things are going to change. You can't be coddled. Sometimes you just got to be kicked right in the head. Huh? So there's too many outs. I'm an addict. People get saved. People are Christians. They call themselves Christian and they're not in the house of God today. Why? I'm an addict. I'm depressed. I can't do this. I've been church hurt before. And I just don't know if I could just continue on. I have commitment issues. I'm angry. I mean, we're talking about, but I'm sick. We're talking about redeemed believers that refuse to do what God has called them to do because they think that that's okay. Let me tell you something. If we are building a strong church in Pittsburgh, like the Lord told Jonathan Shuttlesworth, we need strong believers. Can you say amen? We don't need weak, sissy people looking for a way out. If you're in battle, you will not be dealt nicely if you just dip out. You know that, right? They will arrest you and throw you in jail. I wish I could arrest some of you and throw you in jail, but I can't do that. So what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to teach you four truths that every Christian should know about their identity in Christ. Because once you understand this, forget about it. Turn to your neighbor and say, forget about it. See, one of the dangers every believer faces is ignorance. Ignorance is a lack of knowledge. And it's the most crippling force in the body of Christ. Did you know that? What you don't know has the power to kill you. It has the power to destroy you. And that's why Hosea 4, 6 says, my people perish because of what church? Lack of knowledge. That's right. And because I'm Puerto Rican, I looked that word up. And it means neglecting it's not just a lack of knowledge this lack of knowledge the word it connotes neglection or rejecting the spiritual truths and because i'm puerto rican i looked up neglection too and it says carelessness heedlessness accustomed to omit what ought to be done it denotes habitually careless or inattentive that's what that lack of knowledge is it's not just happened like a freak accident oh i didn't know no because once we get saved we have a responsibility turn to your neighbor and say you have a responsibility the responsibility then is to get acquainted with god 
And the Bible says the word of God. Okay, help me, Lord. The word of God is God. Say it with me. The word of God is God. That's quite literally a scripture. So if we understand this basic principle, then we have to know what the word of God says. If we say we are Christians, you, you just, you're so proud to be a Christian. Oh yeah, I've been a, a believer for many, many years. I want to know how much word you know. Because that really proves to me that you are a dedicated believer. Can you say amen? But look at that. Neglection. So you are accustomed to omit what you oughta do. Turn to your neighbor and say, you oughta. Absolutely. That's what you oughta do. Is get in the word so that you don't perish because of the lack of understanding in your life. Bishop Oyedepo says the greatest mountain in people's lives isn't like a, a mountain of sickness or a mountain of poverty. The, the, the only mountain in a person's life is the mountain of their lack of knowledge. Is the mountain of their not understanding the word of God. Can you say Amen. So what do we do? These are the truths that I want you to get acquainted with. Because once you get acquainted with this, everything changes. I was talking to the ladies in Texas yesterday, Friday. And uh, I talked about the superiority complex and how we as believers, we carry ourselves differently. We walk differently. Things happen to us that normally don't happen to the masses. Why? Because we are connected with Almighty God. Can you say amen? And so from this, I was thinking to myself, what are the things that everybody should understand as a believer? And the first thing I want you to know is you are a new creation. Can you say amen? Upon salvation, you became something brand new. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Can you say amen? The literal translation of that is a new species of being that never existed before. I'll say that again. New species of being that never existed before. So if you believe, and maybe you just got saved a couple weeks ago. I don't know what the story is. Maybe you've never been saved before. Tonight is your night. I keep saying tonight, but it's today. Today is your day. Can you say amen? And if you think as a believer that once you got saved, it's just a washed up version of your old self, you've got it wrong. If you think you're uh, still you with just like some little modifications, you're wrong. Because the Bible says that it is something that has never existed before. When you gave your heart to Jesus, the old you is dead. The you, new you that lives is Christ in the flesh. Can you say amen? Something that never existed before. So you're a child of God. You're his offspring. You carry his nature, you carry his life, you carry his spirit, you carry his faith, you carry his love. Can you say amen? That should really stick with you because some of you guys are so full of hatred, even as believers, so full of anger. See, because if, if, if uh, you know, again, what you don't know, has the potential to kill you. So if you think you're just like, just scraping by and you know, and we're gonna make it to heaven and we're just holding on for the glory and God comes quickly. You, you, you won't really understand what I'm talking to you about because we are now his offspring, a new creature, a new creation. The old me, the angry me, the addicted me, the messed up me, I cannot relate to her any longer. We aren't, we aren't one anymore. The me that now lives, according to Ezekiel 36, 26, 
Look at this. It says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. A new heart and a new spirit. Can you say amen? So you have to understand and get acquainted with the fact that you're not just a washed up version of who you are. Working through some things, pastor. No, quit, quit working at it and just get here. You know, it's a decision to just, just do it. Turn to your neighbor and say, get over yourself. Yeah, yeah. Somebody needs to hear that. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Can you say amen? You've been restored to your former place of authority and dominion the moment you got saved. If you start in the book of Genesis, you understand how it began and what God's plan was for humanity. But then the devil came in and jacked it all up. Huh? So then Jesus had to come in and uh, uh, quite literally take back the keys of hell, death, and the grave from Satan. And then he said, you are stripped of all power. And now the power is with me, me, Jesus. And he said, as I am, so I send you. So now he's given us the power, say me. Yes. So you're no longer an easy target for the enemy to cheat, to oppress, and to afflict. If you're here today and you're fed up with being fed up, good. That's the start. Quit tolerating nonsense from the enemy. My marriage is broken. We'll knock it off. And you have to make a decision today that you're just going to stick with it. And that you understand, God has given me all authority, all dominion. It all belongs to me. I don't have to tolerate sickness. I don't have to tolerate depression. I don't have to tolerate anything, any schemes that the devil might throw at me. I don't have to do it. I call the shots. Turn to your neighbor and say, I call the shots. Some women said that to their husbands. We know the order there, okay, so... Don't, don't take it to the head. <laughs> we need the word. So you can't be cheated. You can't be oppressed. You can't be afflicted any longer. Can you say amen? You can quite literally tell the devil to go back to hell where you belong. Quit getting tormented. And I know that's really difficult when you're tormented because Jonathan used to tell me that when I was tormented. He said, stop. And I said, what are you talking about? Stop. Yeah. So I'd say, I just <laughs> feel so scared. The first year of marriage. I just feel like this is an attack from the enemy because of what we're about to do. Because you get trained. Religion will start training you that the devil is this big old devil who's going to mess your life up. And we're so scared of the devil because, you know, we're just going to get our, our butts whooped by him every day until Jesus comes back to pick us up. That's simply not the truth. That's not the word. And so I thought that because that's what I was taught. And so for the longest time, I was afraid and I thought it was like a spiritual thing. Mira. And finally, I just told Jonathan, I was like, can you just pray for me? Because that's a spiritual thing. Just rend the heavens and like open up a portal and just pray for me. And he paused his video games. <laughs> and he looked at me and said, no, I ain't praying for you. Stop it. Then I had to you know, repent because I was so mad, Brother Dave. Uh, <laughs> I went from fear to murderous anger. <laughs> he was testing me that day. And then I started getting into my word and realized that that's exactly the remedy for fearing. Fear not. Do you know what that means? Stop it. But it's a mindset. Because if you think, oh, this is just, this is a generational car. <laughs> then forget it. It's not going to work for you. But if you now identify yourself, I'm not a Dallas Shuttlesworth. You might be seeing her in flesh, but that's not who I am. I am a new creation. 
I have divine favor. I have supernatural authority. I carry something different that this world needs. Can you say amen? And so do you. Number two, you have changed positions. Mm. Colossians 1.3 says, for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. Can you say amen? I looked up that word transference because again, Puerto Rico. And it says change of positions to depose. Do you know what depose is? That's a political term. It's to remove from office. We were once in the kingdom of darkness, but God deposed us up out of that kingdom. And now we are in a new kingdom, a new system, a new way of doing things. And that's the kingdom of light, the kingdom of heaven. If you don't understand that, then you're not going to pray right. You're going to pray with God, if it be your will. Take the sickness from me. The Bible calls those that are in the kingdom of darkness, the children of disobedience, serving their master, Satan. And it's one or the other. So you're either doing it here or you're doing, oh no, I want to say that I was serving Satan when I was unsaved. You were, whether you knew it or not. Romans 6.16 says, don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? Turn to your neighbor and say, slave. Say it more intensely, slave. Mm-hmm. You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death. Or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Is that in the Bible or is that in the Bible? That's in the Bible. You can choose. Turn to your neighbor and say, choose today. Yes, sir. Choose today to obey God. See, this is a choice that we make. So you keep, you know, uh, uh, excuse, you know uh, with the excuses and I'm just... This marriage really isn't working because, you know, it just got commitment issues and uh, it's just angry. And, uh. Just choose to obey the word of God. Do it right. Every day we have a choice to make. The Bible actually says, I would that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. But make no mistake about it. There's a choice that has to be made. There's a choice between life or death, blessing or curses. What is the choice that you're going to make? And the word says, God himself says, I am going to see what you choose. All of heaven will look and see. What are you choosing? Are you choosing life or are you choosing death? But say this, the choice is mine. Absolutely. And if you've changed positions now, you are no longer under the devil's domain, so he has no control over you. Say this with me. The devil has no control over me. I'm transferred into the light. That got weak at the end, but that's okay. Second Peter 1.4 says, And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. What the heck is happening out there? I don't know. Nor do I care. People think that they're unicorns. There's grown men that think that they're babies walking around with diapers. I mean, it's, the world is quite literally losing their mind. But we're here. Can you say amen? And we have to show them the way. And the Bible says that this promise that has been given to you because of Jesus enables us to share his divine nature and escape the corruption of the world. 
You know what that means? I'm not susceptible to the things that this world is susceptible to. If everything, if the economy came crashing down, I will still be all right. I'll be more than all right. I'll be helping provide for the rest to you. Can you say amen? That's what that means. I'm no longer connected to the world system. I have a new nature, a divine nature, and I'm connected to the source of life. Nothing in me should ever die. Nothing I produce should ever lead to frustration or death because I have divine life flowing within me. Can you say amen? And until you realize this and experience it, you remain in your carnality and the excuses for doing the things you're supposed to do, they'll continue to just manifest. And you'll continue to say the same thing year after year after year. Just pray for me. I can't with that anymore. Can you say amen? The Bible says you're in another class. You're the highest class. There is nothing above God and his family. Are you a part of God's family? Are you a part of God's family? So then why the heck are you being tormented? Why is the same stuff happening to you like it is everybody else out there? See, we got to fight against it. That's what the Bible says, fighting the good fight of faith. Fighting the good fight of faith is the understanding, the foreknowledge that when I go into this fight, I'm a win. That's what a good fight is, is the, the fight you win. I don't, care, don't, I don't care who says it any different than I say it. The good fight is the fight that you win. And that's what we go into until you experience this, not just know about it, then you're going to stay bound for the rest of your life. And I don't want you to stay bound any longer in Jesus name. And your prayers become more effective when you understand that, like incredibly effective, because now you understand, wait a minute, I'm not part of this world system. I've been transferred into a new position. I'm not a slave to the enemy, but I am now a new slave. It's a different position. I'm a slave of Christ, the Bible says. And his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Turn to your neighbor and say easy. If you feel frustrated and like heavy laden, you ain't doing it right. And if anybody tells you any different, they don't know what they're talking about. They need to read their word. Because I remember being in, in youth group and having uh, youth conventions and stuff. And there was that rapper with the, you know, tattoos all around his neck with the big chains. And he's just preaching to everybody because apparently, like, rappers can relate to the youth of America more than anybody. In the inner city, at least. And so he comes up and he's like, you know. I had a lot of money, millions of dollars. I had a Rolls Royce. You know, I smoked, dr I smoked weed every day. I had all kinds of women showing up at my house. You know, I was famous. I had, you know, four million followers on Instagram. And then I got saved. Bow your heads and pray. <laughs> okay, what did you get saved from, sir? Because you look sad now. And then he just started talking to, to everybody about how hard it is to, to, to serve Christ. How hard it is to be a Christian. I'm like, get out of here with that. Like, it didn't register to me, in me, that it's hard to be a Christian. It's hard to live a life apart from Christ. I don't know how anybody does it. I've been through some stuff. And had it not been for Christ by my side, holding my hand through it all, I don't know if I'd be here today. So anybody who tells you any different is full of poo. Just say the least, because I'm up here as your pastor. But you have to change your mind. Can you say amen? Here's the third thing that you got to understand. You are special. That's not something that your mother said to make you feel better because your grades were horrible. You're odd, you're weird, you're unusual, 
The Bible calls it peculiar. Can you say amen? In 1 Peter 2, 9, it says, but you're not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. And as a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. Can you say amen? You are a special people. Say, I am special. Say this, I am weird and I'm okay with it. See, because when you go into Applebee's and you sit down to pray for the food, you don't have to be ashamed of it. Amen. No, you should just stand up and be like, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I bless this food. And let the heathens over at the bar listen to me and understand that you're coming back quickly. You're weird. That's okay. Get over it. When you're at the family barbecues and they look at you and they think, oh, are you holier than me? You can be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Especially you, Susan. <laughs> She's been getting around since she was 12. But Susan needs Jesus too. You're not ordinary. You're superhuman. I tell my kids that all the time. Like my kids, mighty kids. They're not, they're not normal. You're not normal. You weren't meant to be normal. You're not meant to be mediocre. You're meant to be above the norm. We are now supernatural beings. You know what super means? Above. Do you know what natural means? Here. Carnality. I am above the natural. Because of my new identity found in Christ. Can you say amen? You're to be envied. You're a special breed for my hunters out there. You should look like this. Go put that picture up. This is a 170 inch unicorn buck with a seven and a half inch extra point right in the dead center of its head. So the next time you think of yourself, I want you to think about this weirdo freak of a buck. A unicorn buck. Like what? Look at that guy's face. He looks weird. But that's okay. So you're supposed to be different. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm different. Yeah. And you need to understand your worth. There are some jewels for you ladies now because I lost half the crowd. There are some jewels out in the world that people don't even dare to put a price on because they're so rare. Oh, this belonged to Queen Elizabeth, whoever that is. Just kidding. So when you're priceless, you demand what you want. When you're unusual, when you've got unusual ability, unusual character, you can ask for whatever you want and have it your way. Do you know what that is? Having it your way any day of the week, all day, that's dominion. That's authority. And so when you start understanding that there's something that's different within me, I'm, I'm rare. Some of you should look in the mirror. Some of you ladies should look in the mirror and say, wow, you are so rare. Your beauty is amazing. Even if you don't feel like it. Exercise your dominion as such and your prayer life will skyrocket. God actually said, come boldly into the throne room of heaven. Not like this, God. I don't know, that's just the face that I feel like everybody weak makes. God, can you help me? No, you gotta know your word. 
Father, your word declares that by your stripes, I have already been healed. So I thank you. I come into the throne room now that I see the fruit of that manifestation found in your word in my body in Jesus name. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Where's my coffee? That's what that sounds like. Can you say amen? This is the last point I want to make. Are you there? You are a winner. Mm. Mm -mm. Ain't nobody at RTC churches, Dallas or Fort Worth, I mean Dallas or Pittsburgh. What if we start having more churches? I don't know what's going to happen. I just, whatever. It's going to happen. There's no one at this church that should carry themselves like a loser. Because if I see you... pastor I will slap your head after this so you didn't know before today but now you know and for all you new members I want you to just continue to send this up we should have this as a requirement for the new member uh churches from here on out listen to this message because you are no longer a loser in Jesus name and you can't carry yourself as one I'm going to lose a little bit of you, but that's okay because you need to understand this. Again, I'm infusing in you something that you may not have known before. Psalms 82.6. And now I want you to sit, look, look at that because it's not a Dallas that's saying that. I say you are God's. You are all children of the most high. I didn't say that that's in the Bible. That's in the Bible. This is the dominion scripture that you've been looking for your entire life. You're sick of the bondage. You're sick of the frustration. You're sick of life being like it has been. It's like you've just been under a curse over and over. Yeah, because it's true. You've been under a curse. But even after you get saved, what's the excuse then? Your inability to know what belongs to you. Can you imagine if I played the Powerball and never tuned in to see the the winning numbers? That would be dumb if I won and I had the ticket in my hand. But what I don't know has stripped me of the ability to win a billion dollars or whatever the last thing is that I almost played. So you have to understand this truth. This scripture, Psalm 82, 6, is the dominion scripture. And Jesus even reiterated it in John 10, 34. This means that we have permanent authority over the devil. Can you say amen? I want you to say this with me. The devil is a nothing burger. Is a nothing burger. Trust and believe that I'm not getting up in the morning thinking about what is the devil going to do? And people live their life. I see a demon all around you. Get the out of of my face. If you saw a demon here, you brought it in, ma'am. Get the step in. Because I know what's in here and it's good. It's God. So be, be, be like, you know, that should creep you out a little bit. See like a dark, a darkness over you? (laughs) No, get up out of here. What is that? Everybody magnifies the devil and that's the problem. In Christianity today, everybody's all scared. Well, we don't want to just disrespect the devil because he was a created being by God. No, I wish he would. I wish he would. They were on live TV one time, and I forget what minister it was. And he was at a biker rally, and he had a brand new man get saved. And he brought him in to get, you know, uh, interview him about his testimony and what God did for him at that meeting. And he told him, and then he goes, now go ahead and curse the enemy, huh? Take some time and let everybody know how much you don't like the devil. And he looked at him and he said, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, curse, curse the devil. And he's like, you mother. And he started, he's like, ah, new, new Christian. 
Don't say those bad words anymore. But I wish there would be more of a disgust in the body of Christ for the devil and understand that he has no compassion for you. He's not going to be a little bit merciful to your children. He's not. He's out to kill you. He's out to destroy you and your children and everything you love. And so when you understand that, you treat him a little bit differently, huh? You're not going to make room for him. If you don't know anxiety, you don't know me. Somebody posted that on Facebook. With, with their picture and a watermark that said anxiety in front of it. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Was that a water droplet that just fell on? Okay. So what are you identifying with? What are you making room for? You're making room for the enemy to come in? Turn to your neighbor and say, no. Not now, not ever. Don't ever make room for the enemy. You are God's sons and daughters produced after his kind. The offspring of a duck is never a cat. The offspring of a lion is never a dog. The offspring of a lion is what? The offspring of a cat is what? The offspring of a dog is what? The offspring of God is what? Wow, you guys said it. You were so bold. It's mostly completely silent. And because you're born into the family of God, you've been declared a winner. Nothing of God is a loser. He's not wondering like, how am I going to defeat this giant? That's not God. God's not worried. God's not stressed out. Can you say amen? And if you don't know it, then there's no prize. Just like that Powerball thing. If I don't know it, I'm not going to be able to receive it. That's a simple truth. There is no fight you cannot win in Jesus Christ. You're not meant for failure. You're not meant to defeat for defeat. You are meant for victory. Say, I am victorious. So ladies and gentlemen, stop looking down at yourself. Stop talking badly about yourself. Stop looking at the mirror and saying, I can't. I'm ugly. Would you say that about Jesus? Because that's what you're doing. Would you ever call Jesus stupid? Would you ever call him, uh, oh, he has ADD? No. Would you ever say he's ugly? fruitless no so stop looking down at yourself and pay attention to who you are can you say amen those who attempt to wrong you will pay dearly any enemy in your way will be destroyed why because you're born of God touch my daughter and see what happens huh Slap my daughter and see what happens. <laughs> I wish you would. And I'll, I will bring a whooping with joy. The spirit of God in me. Why? Because she's mine. That's my daughter. I will do anything. I will give my own life for that little girl. How much more... Will God do that for us? Every one of us. He actually sent Jesus as his son for you. Because he couldn't bear the thought of living in eternity without you. So he said, I, I need to give what I can. And unfortunately, that's you, Jesus. And Jesus was like, let's go. Send me. I'll do it. Can you say amen? First John 5, 4 says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that has overcome the world even our faith can you say amen satan is not ever permitted to win you are not permitted to lose from this moment forward in jesus name 
everything of the devil has been loserish. I don't know what else to say. He's a loser. Turn to your neighbor and say, the devil is a loser. I'm from Boston. That's how they say loser out there. He's a loser. Revelations 12, 7 says, then there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels and the dragon lost the battle. And he and his angels were forced out of heaven. This great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, the one deceiving the whole world was thrown down to the earth with all his angels. He lost. He lost forever. And I want to paint that picture on the inside of you because for some of you, you're, you're still afraid. And you got to knock it off. Because what's in you is greater than what's in the world. What's in you is greater than any force or, or, or spirit of darkness or kingdoms of the earth. What's in you has the power to dominate everything. Turn to your neighbor and say everything. Yeah, the devil got his butt kicked. His behind whooped. For me, say for me. So I want you to understand that. Get that picture of this big old hairy Satan red with the tail of the, you know, string like this. Mm, he's got muscles and he's out like, you know, with a pitchfork and mm, with fire all over. That's not him. In fact, in the, Reve in, in the book of Revelation, when he finally gets cast down into uh, the, the pit of fire, the whole nations will look at him and say, is this the man that did deceive the nations? This, this guy, this one? He's three foot two. <laughs> it's no wonder when, when we go into heaven, the Bible says that the Lord will have to, you know, wipe the tears from our eyes. Why? Is it because of the sin that we did? No, we don't, we don't have that kind of judgment when we go into heaven. There's a judgment based on the things that we did or didn't do. And so that's why we're sad because then we can attribute everything we didn't do because the devil. <laughs> and then you're going to look at him and be like, that, that little. <sighs> and then you're going to cry a little bit because you're going to be like, I was afraid of that thing. And then you're going to look at the splendor and glory of God lighting up the whole place. And you're going to look at his little midget behind being thrown into utter darkness. I want to remind you that the devil is not above you. He's not eye to eye. He is. He is. He is not above you. He is not eye to eye. He is. So why are you playing? You play too much. Well, it's just the Bible also says that he's throwing all the fiery, uh, fiery darts, you know, at us. But we've been given a course of action. The armor of God to fight against all of the schemes of the enemy. Oh, and by the way, he's under your feet. So if he's throwing stuff at you, you can just whisk it. Stop, knock it off, devil. It's not this like fight, like we all think, oh, <laughs> no, it's just knock it off. Stop and move on with your life. That's the kind of authority and dominion we have as believers. Can you say amen? amen? I want the musicians to come. I want everybody to rise on their feet. You carry something different after today. You are no longer going to be vexed by the enemy. There's no more excuses after today about how you can't make it. And <laughs> knock it off. From this moment forward, you are overcome with the spirit of faith and the understanding, the revelation power of God's word that gives us light. So that if there is darkness in the midst of us, all we need to do is activate the light and the light will guide our steps. 
We have access to divine light every single day of our life. This is for you business people out there that don't know the next step. There is light, divine light and guidance on the inside of you to tell you exactly where to go and what to do. There is light on the inside of you to get your family to serve Christ. Because the Bible says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. God's not looking for a weak church. He's looking for a strong, glorious church. Full of people who understand who they are in Christ. Jesus just didn't come to forgive you of your sins that maybe someday we'll make it to heaven. There was more to that. He said, I want you to be like me. I want you to rule and reign on the earth like I meant for you to rule and reign on the earth. Can you say amen? I want you to raise your hands and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. From this moment forward, everything changes. The devil may have had his way a time or two before today, but never again. He will never touch my family. He will never touch my health. He will never touch my finances. I know who I am in Christ. I am very much aware of the dominion I have because of the God that's in me and I refuse to be tormented. I refuse to be the devil's whipping post in the mighty name of Jesus. Before I pray for everyone here, if there's never been a time in your life where you've prayed this prayer, acknowledging that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior of your life, you have to make that commitment today because this isn't going to work for you when I pray. If there's never been a time in your life, the Bible says you have to believe the word of the Lord. And upon believing, you have to make confession with your mouth. And the Bible says that with these two things, believe in your heart that Jesus is who he said he is. And then you confess with your mouth that he is king of kings, your savior and your leader from this moment forward. If there's no confession, there's no salvation. So that's the equation. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, and salvation will be made. If there's never been a time in your life, and I'm not saying water baptism as a kid. I'm saying a confession, a heartfelt word spoken out of your mouth to declare that Jesus is Lord. If that's never been you, I want you to raise your hands and say, that's me. I've never made the commitment to follow Jesus, but today... On November, I'm going to give my heart to the Lord. On November 19th, I'm going to give my heart to Jesus. If that's you, I want you to join me up at the front in Jesus' name. Clap for those individuals. Come and pray with the Puerto Rican. In the name of Jesus. And for those of you that are watching on Faith TV, I want you to stand up on your feet. If you've never made that commitment because you can't join me up here, I want you to pray this simple prayer with me when you are at your house. In Jesus' name. Anybody? Is there anybody coming that I don't see? Pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sin. I believe that Jesus is the Lord and Savior of my life. He broke the back of death and sin over my life by dying on the cross and raising from the dead. I am forgiven. I am a child of God in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, if you are watching online, I want you to join us at RevivalToday.com. There's a place for uh, the new believers. It says, just got saved. If you prayed that prayer with me, I want you to hit that button. And I want you to let us know that you prayed that prayer with me. And we are going to send you a free 
gift. Can you say amen? For everybody here, I want you to put one hand up into heaven and another hand in your spirit, on your spirit. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for impartation of faith today over every person in this place. Father, I thank you that the next time anybody tries to say something contrary to the word of God, that your Holy Spirit would stop them, would give them a bow bow right in the mouth in Jesus' name. That they would know that they would know that they would know that they can't say those excuses any longer. Father, I pray that from this moment forward, an awareness of who they are in Christ would be deposited on the inside of every person here. I thank you, Father, that from this moment forward, we can never be sick. We can never be frustrated. We can never fail. We can never be sick. We can never lose. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, I thank you for this dominion and power and strength and love and faith to come alive on those that are here today in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you, Father, for a strong church here in Pittsburgh and in Dallas and the rest of the world in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, Father, that this would be the strongest church on planet Earth with people who know who they are because of what your word has declared over us in Jesus. Jesus name from this moment forward we take our seat of authority where we were commanded to be and we will declare a thing and it will happen in the mighty name of Jesus every frustration I declare it to be over with in Jesus name every one of you who has a child that's sick in their body I command that sickness to go back to hell where it belongs in Jesus name I command every form of torment to drop off of your people here today in the mighty name of Jesus everything of oppression can no longer stand because we know our identity is in you Jesus and so if you can't have cancer if you can't have sickness if you can't have depression then it sure as heck can't come on me and my family in the mighty name of Jesus from this moment forward we call the shots from this moment forward we will live from glory to glory victory to victory and strength to strength in the mighty name of Jesus and all God's people said amen turn to your neighbor and give him a high five turn to your other neighbor and say you're gonna make it you're gonna make it turn to your other neighbor behind you and says you're making it right now you're making it right now I want you to say one more thing while I have you here, while I have your attention. Say this, I, say your name, will never be tormented again. I will serve Jesus the rest of my days with joy, with peace, with prosperity, with health with vitality unusual strength comes alive on the inside of me a crazy amount of favor is bestowed on the inside of me today I walk out of this place forever changed I will never be the same I will never 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 ever be the same in Jesus name I declare over you, family, the greatest season of your life, the greatest months of your life from now until the coming of Jesus Christ. I pray for peace in your family. I pray for a bountiful harvest in your uh, finances and in your business. What you thought was big is not even scratching the surface in Jesus' name. Even for you that have been prosperous, you buckle up and you mark my words in Jesus' name. Then you buy me coffee later. In the mighty name of Jesus, the greatest days of your marriage are right in front of you. They're happening now. Today is the day of salvation. Can you say amen? And I pray that every hunter that's in here 
would be unusually blessed in Jesus name let them kill the the most incredible game that they've ever seen in their entire life let that be the nature of this church that just unusual things happen to the people here in Jesus name and all God's people sit Hey, this is Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast, or if you're listening to my wife's. Thank you on her behalf. If you want to be more than just a casual listener and stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, go to RevivalToday.com and click Give Now and be a part of the 1,000 monthly partners that we're believing for. I have a special gift that I'll send to you today, and I'll say thank you in advance. Until next time, thanks for listening. See you later.